What does the cleaning industry really talk about? Beyond Clean with Ace is a podcast to explore just that. Now in its sixth season, Beyond Clean with Ace has hosted hundreds of influencers from around the globe. Listen to people who are excited about providing healthy, positive, and proactive information. Share their experiences, passions, and helpful tips. Now let's join our host, Dave Thompson, Director for the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, as he speaks with yet another leading influencer from our industry. Good morning, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. I am your host here at Beyond Clean with Ace. And the reason it's called Beyond Clean with Ace is because, well, we're the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, therefore Ace. And why Beyond Clean? Because although we do talk to people in the cleaning after, uh, the industry, it's not all about cleaning, folks. So uh, I hope you have some uh, something hot. You know, it's that time of the year. I don't care. I'm in Florida. It's... Uh, below 50 degrees outside and in Florida that's freezing so I'm sorry if that's if that's too high for you but here I gotta have my cup of hot tea um, it's the last day of the first year you know I woke up this morning and said we only have 11 more months of this year to go my wife didn't know really what to say after that one um, yeah and if you've been with me before folks you know I have a tendency to ramble on so you don't want to listen to me all morning however you probably do want to listen to Robin Sachs. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, you know, as I look on her website, it says the confidence playbook, along with snakes, heights, and death, public speaking still makes most people's list of their biggest fears. Why is that, Robin? <laughs> well, Dave, good morning or good afternoon to some people I see in the chat there. Uh, thanks for the invite to come on and share why that is. Uh, you know what? It, it's interesting because uh, there's an easy answer to that as to why, and then a question, why? Um, you know, it's it's funny when we think of public speaking, I think what comes to most people's minds is, you know, the first time it ever happened to you and you were probably in about fourth grade and they made you get up in front of the class when you were most awkward and not feeling good about yourself and very self-conscious and fumbled through some book report or something like that. And, and most people's first experience with public speaking is horrific. And it's, it's almost traumatizing and it tends to stay with people. And so public speaking gets this, you know, this, this kind of negative umbrella that people carry through their lives to the point where the moment somebody hears, hey, can you present this to the group? so many things start happening, right? You get butterflies in the stomach, you start to sweat, right? Your brain just goes, ah! And we talk about to ourselves how much we cannot stand that. The, the interesting thing is, I, as a public speaking and confidence coach, love to help people just get, take some mind shifts that completely change the public speaking game for them. Because to me, public speaking is every time you open your mouth. You know, most people don't stop to think that your entire life is ad-libbed public speaking. <laughs> From the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you go to bed, you're making it up. You're on the fly. You're teaching people. You're walking people through processes and helping them do things and, and saying, I don't know, and going and learning things and then sharing them. That's what we do all day as human beings. And it's fascinating that we think that getting up in front of a group of a dozen people and doing that 
is so different. So, you know, one of the things, and we can talk a bit about this, obviously, during our time together, uh, you know, why our brains go from conversation mode to presentation mode, what happens when that happens, uh, and how to get back in conversation mode. Because I, I, the, the main thing you need to remember is nothing's a presentation. Everything is a conversation. And you can have those all day long. You're pretty good at them, actually. Well, you know, it's interesting, folks, as you heard Robin talk about this, uh, we had a little bit of a challenge getting on this morning. And this is what creates the, this issue for a lot of people getting on a podcast with me, Robin, is, oh, what happens if... And, and people get so scared of the if that they're afraid to open their mouth and have a conversation when it's, oh, I'm going to be broadcast on the air. So, folks, this morning, as we started to get on the show with you, Robin got there. She could hear me. I couldn't hear her. And we just worked through it. And all of a sudden it worked. And, folks, here we are. And that's what you were saying. This, you know, it's it's just work through the situation but it's that first step of, well, just doing and letting things happen. Right. And and again, you know, think of your day-to-day life, right? Every single person, think of your day-to-day life. And it's fascinating. If I asked you, did you start with a script today? Or if you started with a plan, maybe, did that plan go perfectly or did some things go haywire, right? Somebody changed a meeting that had to get rescheduled. Somebody didn't show up. You got stuck in traffic, whatever it is. Life is is very up and down. And when we expect life to be exactly as it was planned out to be, what that does is that sets expectations that creates a lot of stress for us. Our expectations are often what create the stress in our lives, not the things that are happening in our life, which is an interesting way to think about it, but it's true. And yeah, it's, not the cha- know, it's not the change that happened, it's that that disrupted your plans. You know, the exactly. change is going to happen. And, and some, exactly. of those changes, some of those changes you can navigate through and some you just got to go with. You got it. And like you just said, Dave, you know, it's uh, the first thing that most people do. And again, no, no judgment, just awareness. We all do this at times. The first place people go is, uh oh, there's a problem. Uh oh, what if it doesn't work? Uh oh, what if we can't do this today? And the, the thing is, there's not a problem going to that because it's a great question, right? I didn't anticipate this or expect it. Uh oh, what do we do here? But Instead of just looking at what if it doesn't work, what if we can't get on, what if this breaks down, we often miss telling ourselves about the other side as well. So with the what if question, we don't answer it. And so we stay stuck in a stressful place. So for example, what if it doesn't work? Okay, let's answer the question. If it doesn't work, we'll find a different way to do it, right? Like you said, maybe we'll hop on Zoom. Maybe we can do it a different day. Let's find a way to make it work even if it didn't work the way it was supposed to, right? What if it doesn't work? What if it does, right? A lot of times we, we jump to the negative side of the possibility, but if you just tell yourself the other side of the story, it's not as scary because if it doesn't work, we figure something else out, right? Most things in our lives are not life and death things. If they don't happen right now, we can have them happen later or tomorrow or next week. It's not that dire a situation. More often than not, 
And the, the challenge is we often, we often treat situations in our day-to-day life as if they are those dire situations constantly. The problem there is a lot of times it's easy to keep ourselves in that fight or flight mode where everything feels like it's falling apart or everything feels challenging or everything feels like it's going wrong or negative when the reality is no. One little thing happened if we chose to look at that differently and approach it with a, okay, that's not going to work. How can we make it work? Or what do we need to do now and move forward instead of staying stuck in that place of, uh uh-oh, this isn't working, this is bad. That's a great opportunity in that moment to get out of that fight or flight, out of that stress and anxiety that we often instead just carry with us throughout the day. And it, of course, impacts everything else we do throughout the day and everyone we come in contact with. So somewhere along the line, Robin, you had to um, get a, a playbook. You read a playbook that helped you learn all of this, right? Uh, I read many of them over time. Certainly, there's a lot of great stuff out there. But but was but, but was there this one manual that you read that go aha or <laughs> it, it, well, you know everybody you know I yeah. talk to people and I go. You know, they, they go, you've been in the industry 50 years. It must have been easy for you the whole time. You have no idea how much it took for me to be able to do what I'm doing today. But, yeah, I make right. it sound easy today. But, Robin, we weren't born with this presentation, public speaking, but we were born to talk. A- absolutely. And, yes, to your point, of course not. There's no instruction manual. We weren't all handed something when we popped out that says, here's how life's going to work. If you need to reference page 74 when this happens, go for it. It's all right here. Yeah, there, there aren't – there's no – you know, playbook of answers, so to speak. Um, the answers always come through experience. You know, even, even, you know, you can learn a ton, right? You can read a ton. You can go to classes and get degrees and you can mentor. You can do all of those things. And those are all great things. However, the only place ever you are going to get better and you are going to be able to in, in our words, create a playbook that you can reference and go to and have answers at the tip of your fingers is through experience. You have you to go. go do stuff. That is Thank the you. bottom line. So, you know, it, there is a huge gap between knowing and doing. There you and go. A that's lot what, of, yeah. That's yeah, a lot what of I was know looking for, Robin. You got it. You got it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and this is, this is the thing about our industry, Robin, the, the cleaning industry, by and large, doesn't like to talk they're unseen mm-hmm. unheard but yet you know in my career i have heard everybody go but i don't get respect and nobody recognizes me for what i do <laughs> come on folks talk that's why we have this but it's so hard to but yet you get them one-on-one and like you said the conversation flows yep yep because we're we're incredibly comfortable in conversation mode because again we have such experience with it we do it every day of our lives and that experience is what gets you comfortable with things. When we think of, you know, quote unquote, public speaking, we don't do that every day. And so when we do have to do that, right, and we always <laughs> use those terms, people go, I have to talk. Um, and then there's know, some like of us just, that choose to do it no matter what. You know, but, you, know, you, you got it. Didn't it. Come you got naturally. It once, it, exactly. And once you realize, you know, again, a couple of mindset shifts 
Um, but again, nothing's a presentation. Everything's a conversation. And you do that very well. Uh, if you keep things in mind, like, um, you know, you're not talking or you're sharing. The only thing you're ever doing when you're doing public speaking, you're sharing. Because the only reason you're talking is because you know something the people you're talking to don't. Or else you wouldn't be talking to them because who's going to waste their time having you tell me things I already know? That's ridiculous, right? So anytime you're public speaking, all you're doing is sharing. And so if you take, you know, if there are some words that if you shift the words or if you throw the word presentation out or talking and you replace it with sharing, what, can, what do they need to know? How can I make their days better, their job easier, their life, you know, more interesting whatever it is that's all i'm doing is sharing anytime so I'm what you're saying so what you're saying is words do matter uh words do matter but here's here's i'm going to do the flip side of this uh -oh. words words matter to us because we latch on to the words that we say in our brains so words are huge words what you think what you focus on right? The self-talk words you choose are going to determine your outcome 100% of the time. Okay. So, so like my words for this show are healthy, positive, and proactive. To yep. me, whenever I use those words, it keeps me in that mode. You know, I continually say there's enough negativity and all the bad BS that goes on. I don't need to repeat that, but I need to repeat and focus on those three words. So what's the flip side of my three words then? Oh, the, unfortunately, what what we're surrounded by way too often. <laughs> I hate to say it, but you know the the opposite. Let's actually just take the opposites of those words, right? Negativity, right? Complaining, always looking for what's going wrong, right? And and none of those things are helpful. When have you ever done any of those things and gotten a step ahead? Never. <laughs> those are the opposite of how you get a step ahead. They're the opposite of how you feel more comfortable, more confident. Um, you know, all of those things we're always looking for. You cannot move forward with the negative words, right? Because complaining does nothing but keep you where you are. Complaining never moves you forward. Complaining maybe brings up a situation or a problem that you're dealing with. But if you stay in the complaining stage, you're not leaving the problem. You can complain for a moment and then go, okay, what are we going to do about this? And we're going to use your words. Well, let's figure out how to move forward, how to be positive about it, how to be proactive. How do we do this in a healthy way, right? That's how you get out of it. That's how you move forward. If not, you're stuck. And we even use that word, right? I feel stuck right now. Well, when we feel stuck, we're often not looking at what could be. We're looking at what has been. Right. And that's where we get stuck. Right. It is because what we, we I would say that I I have no idea what per, uh, percentage is, Robin, but, you know, yeah. I'd say the largest percentage of people out there, that's where they live their entire life. Uh, mm -hmm. It's hard to pull people out of that stuck mode. And you can see that uh, in the workplace all day long. You know, I like uh, your confidence playbook. I was reading a little bit of, of that. Yeah. And, you know, we've got an event coming up in April and working with some of the people that are going to be some of the speakers. This is this is where speaking is different than presenting. And this is, I think, what I've been trying to get across to uh, not only our speakers, but also attendees. 
you know, a webinar has to me, and I may be wrong, Robin, so correct me if I am, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think webinars have kind of got to be where they're a presentation. They're not a conversation. They're not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, our pep talks, people engaging people, is meant to be a conversation about an idea that's worth sharing. When we use these words, are we helping our mindset change and frame it differently? Yeah, so great question. So, uh, you know, a couple of things, and, and let's go back to to sort of the idea of the, the of confidence, this word confidence, and let's bring that into engaging people, because that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Where right. you've got speakers. How do you engage an audience? And, you know, whether you're in person or virtual, um, I we often overthink it. Most people so overthink it and then end up not doing it to, to the extent that they could have done it if they just would have stopped overthinking it. And, and I'll, I'll explain what I right. mean by that in just a moment. Um, it's much easier than we make it. It really is. Um, but the, the idea is, you know, when you think about confidence, I think people get confidence wrong. They think confidence is something very different than it is. And that's where everything starts. Confident people, truly confident people, not fake confidence. We see that all the time, and you can see that coming a mile away. Yeah, fake confidence is insecurity. We know what that looks like. What real confidence is, it's not about being in control of the situation, because good luck with that most of the time. Right? It's not about being in control of other people, because good luck with that most of the time. Real confidence is about being in control of you. That's it. Because when you learn to be in control of you, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter who's in the room. It doesn't matter where the discussion goes or doesn't go. When you are in control of you, you are in a powerful place because you're in a place of choice. You can flex. You can make choices. You can do things in the moment that people who aren't confident can't do. And that's often what happens is most people, when something starts happening, right, the proverbial, you know what, hits the proverbial fan, most people get pulled into that chaos. Confident people don't get pulled into the chaos. Confident people step up and know how to pull people into their calm. That's a big difference. Mm -hmm. That's a big difference. And so in order to be able to do that, you've got to have yourself in in a certain place to be able to do that. And it it relates directly to speaking. And we can talk about that in a sec. Did you have something you wanted to add, Dave? Well, I I was just thinking as you were saying that, Robin, I'm thinking this is the difference in my mind between speaking and a presentation. A presentation Mm -hmm. is something where you just rattle off what you want to. You throw your slides up there and there's no engagement (laughs) with anybody uh, until the Q&A session afterwards. And then you go, man, that person that seemed to have it all together, when you got to the Q&A, they just completely fall apart. (laughs) Right. And and sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes because I've scripted this so well that I get up and do it. And I think I knocked it out of the park because I got every word in exactly the right space and where I practiced it. And And when you get to the Q&A, it's almost like, oh, now all I have to do is talk to people about what I know. So it, it works both ways, which is fascinating. Um, you know, but but you bring up something, Dave, that is that is the that is half of every communication. It's probably more than half of every communication. We think of 
speaking or presenting as, you know, the words and actually what's coming out of our mouth and the communication aspect. But it doesn't matter who you're talking to or about what. At any given moment, 100% of the time when you're communicating, you are just a human being talking to another human being. Uh That's it. Uh There's nothing beyond that. And if you keep that front and center in your mind, you can make your conversations, your presentations, your speaking, right, whatever we want to call it, about them. Because the thing you've got to remember about communicating and speaking is it's not about you. It's never about you. What do they need? What can you give them? What can you share with them? Why are they here? You know, think about, and that takes a lot of the pressure off right there. It's not about you because we make things like public speaking all about us. Right. <laughs> and, and, and it's not. It's about why does the audience want to sit there? You know, our talks are going to be 15 minutes. Now, I guarantee mm-hmm. you what, folks, there's a lot of words I can cram in the 15 minutes to right. memorize every single one of those as a script. You know, and I think that this is interesting. I was watching something on a on an actress uh, that was playing uh, Diana here just recently. Mm-hmm. And she said the day of filming her jaw locked up. She couldn't open her mouth. She had rehearsed and rehearsed and she had planned and she knew the script and she knew everything. And then all of a sudden her body took over control and she could not open her mouth. But once she opened her mouth and started, everything she prepared, you know, I think of it this way, you know, when, when we open our mouth, what our experiences are come out if we will just let them. But our mind wants to control that. You know, I, I tell people all the time when you're speaking, you may have memorized every word, but you're the only ones that know all those words. Everybody else right, is listening to what you say. Yeah, and nobody knows your script. So if you stumble or forget <laughs> something or say something, don't apologize. Just keep going. Nobody has a clue, right? You, you talk about how, how we just, we criticize ourselves and we are, we are such bullies to ourselves. You know, if I walk into a room and I have five things to share with you and I only get to three, right? The speaker walks out of the room beating themselves up. I didn't, I missed two. And that's all they focus on. Every attendee know. walks out and says, I got three things I didn't know. Right. Right. It's, you've got to keep in mind from the audience perception. And, and I, I love what you just said about experiences. You know, we, we kind of started this talk with experiences or everything. <laughs> the thing to do when you're speaking is share your experiences. I don't care about your words because Think about it. A, a, a picture is worth what? A thousand words. A thousand words. When people present, they try and come up with the thousand words. But when people walk out of the room, nobody remembers the words. They're back in their life. But if you can help them create a picture in their mind, help your, your listeners, your audience right. create a picture, whether you're audio, whether you're on video, whether you're in person, whether you're virtual, help them create a picture because they'll walk out of that room or get off of that Zoom call and a week later, if they have a picture in their mind that's clear, someone can ask them about what you talked about and they can go back and reference that picture and it's all really, really clear. Or if it's a process or something, they can walk through it because you actually painted a picture. So one of the greatest ways to prep (laughs) that I I, I encourage people when they're prepping for things, because everyone starts writing words and tries to memorize words, um, words are such a small percentage of effective communication. It's, it's amazing. As a matter of fact, there's, there's 
Uh, there's research that is the foundation for communication, specifically effective communication. It was done back in the 70s by a gentleman named Albert Morabian, Dr. Morabian. He was with UCLA and he did a whole bunch of research on communication. And uh, ironically, a, a couple of his books are horrifically boring, but an amazing, <laughs> an amazing. It's, it's, it's all the about irony, communication. Right? And the book is horrifically boring. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm sorry, that just struck me. Yeah, isn't that ironic? He, he's not yeah. the best communicator, but his research about communication is 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 just mind boggling. <laughs> okay. One of the things that came out of Morabian's research that is today, this was back in the 70s, today is still the foundation of effective communication is, Morabian found that people who are listening to you or watching you are taking your message in in three different ways. One, they're taking in the words, mm -hmm. right? So what, what you're actually saying, if you have something like a PowerPoint, that's your content too. So that's all words. Right. Two, your sound. And your sound has to do with things like pace, Right? If you're talking too fast because when you get nervous, you talk too fast and you never pause and you never breathe, people can't follow you because they can't process anything you're saying. But you might actually have gotten your script word for word and think you knocked it out of the park. Nobody heard a word you said. Right. And if they did, they never processed it or comprehended it. Um, your tone, right? If I'm monotone and I'm talking like this the entire time and have no inflection in my voice, you're going to tune out fast and you're going to miss my message. Um, so sound. The other part, the third thing is look. And look has more to do than just what you decided to wear that day. Look is about, you know, your posture, your body language. What's going on with your face? What's going on with your gestures? You know, do, do you just move because you're nervous and you don't stop moving? Or do you move with purpose? All of those things are look. And what Moravian found was that there's a weighted percentage that subconsciously listeners or, or people watching you, your audience, we'll call them, there's a weighted percentage on each of those that is subconsciously put on you when you're presenting. And the, the numbers are, are mind boggling because where do most people start? Where do most people, when they're going to present, where do they start preparing? Which of those yeah, three? But, you know, you start at home with the words. And uh, absolutely. That, that, that you've got a script and that's what you want to say. That's where you start. You got it. And... Oh, you're hearing Sophie here for a second because the garbage. Yeah, that's all right. Now, up. see, there, right, there you go. There's that outside noise, those things we got to. Yeah. I... And, and just go with it. I can't, right? Hey, there's the dog. Okay, move on, right? People yeah. get so nervous that, oh, no, stop. Oh, my goodness. What are they going to think? They're going to think you're human. What an awful thing for people <laughs> to think, right? Let let people see that you're human. It's okay. Um, but the, you're right. They they We start with words and the the one of the challenges is that's where most people stop. It becomes all about the words. How am I going to say this in what order? Am I going to remember how to say it? Here's the thing. The way the percentages fall out are, are like this. Words are 7% of effective communication. Sound 7%. is 38. Yeah. Sound is 38%. Okay. And look is 55. Now, understand that doesn't mean your words aren't important. That's not what we're saying here. Here's the, the thing that nobody ever gets taught or you have to go seek it out. Or at some point, you know, somebody puts you in a program, you know, from, from your work or something about executive presence or something like that. And you get, you know, exposed to this stuff and go, why didn't someone tell me this or teach me this 30 years ago? 
What that means is 93% of how an audience is taking your message in has nothing to do with the exact words you chose. It's how you say them and what they're seeing when you're saying them. So if you're looking... if you're, Pardon me, Robin, and, and, but you, yeah, you, just hit on, you, just, you just hit on something. My stepmother said, uh, she, she was an elementary school teacher, and she told me all the time, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. 100%. And, and let me give you a real life example. Let's say we started this call over, Dave, right? And you introduced me and I said, hi, yeah, I'm a confidence coach and public speaking coach, and I'm excited to share some great tips with you. Uh, I love what I do. It's really interesting, and I think most people should learn this stuff because it would really help them. Well, now, how quickly can, would you sort of Robert, tune out? I can tell you one thing to start with. <laughs> I pre-screen everybody, and you would not have come on the show if that's the way you did it. Exactly. But isn't it amazing how that's how most people, right, when we get nervous or you think about public, right, you could have all the words perfectly and if it rehearsed them a hundred times, you get up on that stage and your nerves kick in and all of a sudden people go monotone or people start moving or their voice starts shaking. And we don't know because what we're thinking in our heads is I'm getting the words right so I'm delivering my message. But now what, what now happens is the audience. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting, Robin, as you're saying this is I go to conferences all the time mm-hmm. and people say, well, why are you going? You've, you've got so much experience. Why are you listening to that? And I said, I'm not listening mm-hmm. to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, well, exactly. You go? I said, what I'm doing is, you know, I've never actually went to a <clears throat> professional school on public speaking or doing what I do today. Mm-hmm. I've learned by experience of others it's so great to if you focus on how the audience is responding to what the speaker is saying to when they don't respond to what they're saying what is the person on the stage doing or not doing what do mm-hmm. i want to emulate or not emulate and i make my notes based off of that so i watch speakers talk on all kinds of different subjects not for the subject matter Right. And, and, you know, look at those numbers. 93% of how an audience is taking you in and your message in has nothing to do with the words you chose. Right? The words get you invited into the room. Right? So you've got to know what you're talking about. However, you know, to your point, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Because how quickly did would a listener have tuned me out if that's how I came on initially? My words were spot on, weren't they? My words were perfect. And I might have chosen those words very carefully. But if I'm not aware of how they're coming out, you know, this is why, you know, so much miscommunication happens in in emails and texts, because the sound and look are taken out of it. And all you have are words. And when all you have are words, that message can be interpreted in in a dozen different ways, because I'm never reading it the way you wrote it. I'm reading it from where I am in this moment. Right. If I just got off a bad phone call, I'm going to read it one way. If I just got off a great phone call, I'm going to read your message completely differently because I have nothing to go on but words. And words are just information. They don't mean anything. And that's why I hate hate Twitter so much. (laughs) I I hate Twitter because not only that, it shortens the words down. um, And, you know, I get into a text conversation with somebody. go, can I just call you? (laughs) <laughs> right. And, and you know, you think about it, how, how do you do that, right? Because the obvious question is, well, how do I do that? I've only been taught how to, how to write my words out, 
right? And how to, how to create a presentation via words, for example. Here's the way you do it. Again, you share. Because think about this. If, if I asked anyone right now to share an experience of theirs, tell me what happened with that client. Tell me what happened with your kid's ball game. Tell me what happened. We go back in our minds to what happened. We see it. We're, we're actually physically or mentally back there. And we can walk you through it. And guess what? There are no filler words. There are no, there's no stumbling. There's no nervousness. None of that stuff that happens when we get up and focus on words is happening because what we're doing is we're sharing something real. We're sharing a story and an example of something. Uh, we're sharing an, an analogy. We're sharing an experience, something with an actual picture I can go back to and just walk you through. Think about if, you know, if you've ever read anyone who's, who's had a little kid, right, has read stories to them or read books to them, and, and the kids want the same stories over and over and over. Read me this book again for the 900th time, right? At some point, you don't have to go grab the book, do you? You can just go, okay, lay down, let me tell you the story. And the words might not be exact, but isn't the story spot on? Yeah, and that's because the thing you know is, is the after story. a period of time, you change the words, you can say the words, the kid doesn't know what those are, but the story is the experience, the picture. And I think this is what you're talking about this morning, Robin, is mm -hmm. sharing the experience. I went through a TED uh, talk experience mm -hmm. to try out for it. And I had repeatedly in front of the mirror, you know, minutes after minutes, I had 90 seconds to try to get these people to go, you're the one that needs to be on the stage. And when mm -hmm. I got up there, everything that I had rehearsed, everything I had planned went out the window, something else <laughs> came out of my mouth. And after mm -hmm. it was done, I'll go, what did I say? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and here's, you know, again, it's, you know, to leap from being completely scripted to, oh, kind of ditch your script. That's, that's a very big leap for most people. So, you know, the, the idea here, especially with a conference coming up and, and a lot of people listening might be part of that conference, right? Or have a chance to be part of something like that. If you need to get up for 15 minutes and talk, you know, mm -hmm. you, you're going to have a topic, whether it was given to you or you were asked to bring one in. And oh, so yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a topic, right? Well, right. So regardless of whether someone gave you that topic to talk about, or was told, hey, you figure out a topic that's one of these things and talk to our audience about it. It doesn't matter. Because a lot of people think, well, I was given the, they gave me the PowerPoint, I have to say this, or they gave me the topic, I have to talk in this way. No, whatever the topic is, and whether it's yours or someone else's, I, I encourage you, I invite you to think about it a little bit differently. I want you to think of the story behind it. In other words, let's say, what, what might be a topic, Dave, that, that would be at a conference, one of, one of these conferences of yours? Well, you think about what we're in the middle of the pandemic and everything, and there's a mm -hmm. speaker that I've worked with for years, and he talks about MRSA, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, to be okay. more exact and how it affected him and the reason he wrote his book. You know, writing the book and methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus are like, huh? But when he tells the right. story, it comes to life. Exactly. And so the idea is, you know, get rid of all the jargon, get rid of all that stuff and tell the story. So let's say that you're somebody's going to be talking for 15 minutes about how the pandemic has impacted the industry and what we're going to, what, what are some things to go forward, you know, to shift, right? 
Um, don't come in with a bunch of data and research and stats and tell people that nobody cares. Remember, you're a human talking to a human. Here's what you need to do. Bring humans into your story. Actually paint a picture. Give them a story. So you might say, you know, start off by obviously introducing yourself and then immediately jump into a story. You know, I have an employee, Barb. And Barb is somebody that never missed a day of work. Barb has been with us for 20 years, blah, blah, blah. Tell them a little about Barb and then say, COVID came in. Barb had some COVID issues with her family. And all of a sudden, Barb needed to start missing work. Barb was heartbroken. She was so upset because Barb doesn't miss work. She is a diligent, reliable person. And that is so much of who she is as a person and character. Having to miss work to take care of somebody, blah, blah, blah. Tell that story. Actually, don't tell me about the pandemic and how many people are sick and blah, 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 and what that's doing to the industry. Make somebody real and then say, here's how we started working differently with Barb. One, we gave Barb permission to do what she needed to do for her family. We knew we needed, from a business standpoint, to bring someone on to cover some of Barb's right shifts, some of, some of her accounts. Again, whatever it is, walk them through the reality. Don't give me a bunch of stats and data and stuff that's on a two-dimensional on a page or a PowerPoint. Bring these things to life as human beings walking through all of these things, and all of a sudden, you have people sitting there so engaged because you're talking about them. You're talking about them, not a stat out of a book. You're talking about them. And that's how you engage an audience. Folks, we are sponsored by Gym Supply. They have been providing cleaning supplies in Central Florida for over 80 years. We are very happy for their sponsorship, allowing us the time to be able to do these podcasts our podcast is done here live on Podbean Live. So if you come on and want to talk, uh, leave us something in the chat. We might invite you to be on the show today with Robin and I. Robin, uh, you know, as I'm thinking about what you've been saying, there's the other side of this that, that I'm kind of interested in because um, many of us now have what we would consider a following, a tribe and I think some speakers now are, are like, do they really want to hear my same story again? Am I going to alienate the rest of my tribe if I just repeat what? And I think this is what you're saying this morning is we really don't repeat it. We just tell it a different way. My experience tells me that while I may have heard your story before, I wasn't always receptive to it. Ah, well put. Well put, Dave. And to your point, it's never the same story unless you've scripted it and say it the exact same way every time. And then you bore people to tears. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You, you hit the nail on the head, right? It, that's, that's the whole point. Life is malleable. Life is flexible. Life is not supposed to look the same constantly. If it does, it gets boring, doesn't it? Right? That's why we're always looking for new and different things or to change things up a little bit, right? If we don't, we get stuck. You know, think of all those words and sayings that we use all of us at times in real life. That's exactly what you're saying. So, you know, the, the beauty of a tribe is, and, and I always invite people to think, because we think of that from the inside out instead of the outside in. And what I mean by that is, you know, we think, well, will people still listen to us or follow us or, or whatever if we keep talking about the same things? Stop for a minute and think. Think of people you follow. 
They say the same things over and over and over again. That's why you follow them. Because they're, whether that's because they, that makes them the subject matter expert, whether that's because it's a topic that resonates with you and either you want to keep hearing that messaging, you want to hear it said a little differently, you want to hear who they bring on that says those same messages in different language, right? Because we can all talk about the same thing and if we all stood up and talk about it, it would sound different even though it's the exact same topic. And so the, the reason we follow people is because the message resonates. And if those people went off topic, we wouldn't be interested in following them probably so much, would we? Well, isn't this so, the reason that people are on my bus and not somebody else's bus or people change buses from time to time? Or maybe, you know, and if you think that that's metaphorically, of course, but yeah. uh, I mean, isn't this what a tribe is? It's the old who's on my bus thing. It, exactly. And you know what you think about it? It's... um. You know, I, I guess at the very core, I'm a personal and professional development person, right? There are millions of personal and professional development people. And if you think about what all of them are talking about, it hasn't changed since when Aristotle was talking about it, right? It wasn't, that's what Aristotle was talking about. That's what the Stoics were talking about. That's what Tony Robbins was talking about. That's what the people today are talking about. It's all the same stuff, however, People say it in different ways. There are different personalities. There are different choices of wording. You know, I, and that you find the people who resonate with you. It's not that, you know, everybody has to listen to one person. It's the same messaging. I have, I have a, just a quick story. I have a, a friend who's a, a literally have known all my life because our dads were friends. So we were born a few months apart, have known each other our entire lives. As positive a person as I am, that's how much of a negative thinker she is. And the, the fascinating part about our friendship, and I think why we've remained friends literally our entire lives, is because she looks at me and goes, how can you even look at the world that way? I don't understand. And I look at her and say, how can you look at the world that way? I don't understand. And we, we I think, bring each other into the middle. And we've both learned to sort of go, I, I understand. I can see where you're coming from. I'm not going to agree with it. And we pull each other a little bit more toward the middle sometimes. There were things that for a lifetime I've shared with her. Okay, so we lost Robin there for a moment. Hopefully Robin will come back. It's, it's interesting as we've cons you know, followed this conversation this morning, how much I could, I could really say here, folks. Um, you know, and, and just like right now, this is what podcasting is about. You know, Robin's lost her phone connection for some reason or another, but... Don't panic. And you know what? If she comes back, she comes back. If she doesn't, you got a lot of good, useful information today. So, you know, this is, I don't know, you know th th this is uh, experience. What can I, what can I say? Uh, and Robin, no, we cannot hear you right now. Something has happened on your phone again. Uh, not sure what it is. You know, the reason that we, have the show beyond clean with ace and the reason we don't talk about cleaning all the time is because this is what makes up life um and and as robin was saying here we all have conversations and you know learning to not get excited learning to just step back and let it happen and and go on Folks, if you've been listening to the podcast this morning, we want to tell you, please, please, please 
um, do join us and and talk. This is the, the main thing. Robin, have you made it back yet? Can you hear me now? You know, that sounds like a commercial. And yes, I can hear you now. <laughs> it sounds familiar, doesn't it? Can you hear me now? Yes, and, it does. And you know what's funny? Again, you talk about life. Verizon, wasn't it Verizon that did? Can you hear me now? Isn't that the Verizon thing? Verizon took something oh, yeah. that was a real world situation that people freaked out about. But then you go, but it happens to all of us all the time. And they made it a, an amazing marketing campaign. Can you hear me now? You know, it, again, take life and run with it. And some amazing things come of it. If you, again, just allow yourself to be human. And uh, uh, I think before I dropped off, just just to make a long story short, um, you know, this this friend, I think I was, if you got that part that I was talking about, the positive right. and the negative, yes. you know, for years, there were things I kept sharing with her to, to you know, here's how to shift that mindset because it wasn't serving her. And she knew that and she always talked about that. And for years, I would say, here's a shift. Here's what you can do. Just do this. Here are the answers to the test. Just go pull the answers out when you have the test. You've got them right here. And finally, she got on to, uh, she started following a couple of accounts on Instagram that talked about similar things that was stuff that I always talked about. And she called one day and she said, I get it. I just needed to hear it a little differently for my brain to go, oh my goodness, that's what you mean. And she completely shifted. It was wonderful. But again, we're all talking about the same stuff if we're in the same industry or we talk about the same topics or we talk about the same experiences or, you know, leaders talk about like four things. Literally, that's all. There's nothing else you talk about. It's how you say it. And it's not just again about you. You have to think about how do the how does the person listening to you need to hear it? Because it doesn't matter how I want to say it. I'm not going to be an effective communicator and I'm not going to engage them very much if I'm not saying it in a way that they're going to go, oh, that makes sense to me. I get it. And that's, again, it's not you know, about as, you. Mm -hmm. As long as I've been doing this, Robin, which I'm in my 50th year in the cleaning industry this year. Congratulations. And I, 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 thank you. I tell people all the time, you know, I repurpose information. And some of the information, some of the stuff is stuff of my own that I'm repurposing. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the things I'm doing today are things I've had on my agenda <clears throat> or I've talked about, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago because I have that career to do that from. Other things are things that I've heard people say. We all repurpose things. But, you know, to what you were just saying, you know, I, I remember my in, in infection prevention. You know, I wasn't a biology student. I, I really, you know, science and biology wasn't my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. But yet when I got into the cleaning industry, I'm like, okay, you got to deal with chemistry and you've got to know, you know, bi you know, microbes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it. And finally, a guy that I had heard talk about it multitudes of times, I went to a three-day deal up in Minneapolis and all of a sudden I was the sponge. Mm-hmm. And he was the water <laughs> and it clicked yeah. and my sponge overflowed. <laughs> and after that, now I teach infection prevention to people worldwide, but <clears throat> it was just the message at the right time, the right mm -hmm. delivery, the right situation. Why did all of those things have to come about? We don't know. It just did. Right. And I think that's what you're talking about this morning, Robin, is we just, 
need to continue to do, it does happen. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the biggest things too, especially when it comes to things like confidence or you have to present a message to, to a group of people, the, the number one thing to keep in mind is it's not about you. What do they need? What can you help give them or explain to them? Right. Or, or, you know, that, that they're going to walk out of the room and go, I didn't know that, or that's a great idea, or I'm going to try that, or nobody ever said it that way before. I understand now. That's your entire goal as a speaker. Help people understand something so they can take what you give them and they can go apply it. Because if you make it simple, if you give them something they need and you make it doable, they're going to go do it. And you just gave them the gift of being able to get out and have an experience because that's, again, how we learn everything. So I'm thinking about this new world that we're all in because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And you and I are on a podcast. More people are podcasting. Uh, we're going to have this virtual streaming event uh, on April the 12th from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. You know, up to 20 different speakers getting on and giving a 15-minute talk conversations afterwards and all of this stuff. Should a speaker go to a voice coach since the words are such a small part of this? Ah, what an interesting question. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so, so here are a couple of things. <laughs> One of the biggest things that's going to impact your voice and again, you can you can get this through a coach, you can get this through a lot of different ways that are non-coach related as well, the biggest thing you can do, it's one thing, it's like a magic thing that takes care of your voice and gives you a fuller, stronger voice so your, your, your voice is pleasant to listen to. It stops any shaking in your voice. It actually calms you down. And it's something that we do for other people all the time, but we never give ourselves the same advice. When somebody else is really stressing oh. out, what do we tell them to do immediately? take a couple of deep breaths, right? Here's the thing. Your breath is the fuel for your voice. It's also the thing that calms you. That's why we tell people when they're stressing out, hey, take a couple of deep breaths. Okay, not to tell me what's going on. That's because oxygen is nature's greatest tranquilizer. It is everywhere. You cannot be without it. So it's a tool that's with you every second of your life, but we don't often use it. So one of the things I would say, if you're not someone who wants to go, you know, hey, I'm not going to speak regularly or I'm not going to do this or that. I don't want to necessarily go to a coach. Here's the thing to practice. The lower down your breath is, the more diaphragmatic breathing you're doing. So your diaphragm's a muscle down kind of lower towards your belly. It actually kind of cuts you in half. It's the, the floor of your chest cavity, the thoracic cavity, and it's the ceiling of your abdominal cavity. And what happens is the reason we tell people take a deep breath to calm down or to re-energize, because conversely, oxygen's nature's greatest energizer too, which is kind of interesting. But so many fixes, including with your voice, have to do with your breath. So mm -hmm. if you want to, one, be able to teach yourself how to remain a little more calm in the moment, especially when stress or anxiety starts rising a little bit or support your voice so that you have a nice full voice, a strong voice that's pleasant to listen to, 
Uh, it's all about the breath. And I would say this might sound silly. Go, go on to Google and find a 30 second breath meditation, 30 seconds. You don't need a whole bunch of time every day. Take 30 seconds, do the breath meditation and learn how to breathe the right way. Do it every day, 30 minutes, and then just go on with your day. What you'll start doing is you'll start giving your body, your brain and your body muscle memories, how to breathe in a way that actually serves you in all those different ways. Cause that's not how we normally breathe. If I said right now, go ahead and take a big breath. Everybody take a deep breath. <sighs> Most people would take a, a big chest breath and their shoulders would go up, right? Our heads, our shoulders, our chest go up. That's fight or flight breathing. That's not belly breathing. That's not calm breathing, relaxation breathing. That's not support your voice or feel confident breathing. We're actually breathing ourselves into fight or flight constantly. So learn how to breathe the right way. That sounds so ridiculous for something we all do oh, no. every moment of our life, but it is the core of every single thing, whether it's confidence, whether it is professional speaking, whether it is just sharing, having a voice that engages people. Remember 38% is how you sound, what they're hearing. If that's not in sync with what the words are saying, they're going to believe the, the piece with the higher percentage. That's how that, how that shakes out, right? So your words might be perfect. If you don't sound like you believe it, they're not going to believe it either. <laughs> you know, Robin, I, I, I could talk about this subject for and, and listen to you talk about it for a very long time. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Robin. Um, Thank you for the invite to share. You know, well, and, 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 and so, uh, folks, uh, you may have heard us talking about our, our conference that's coming up. It is not a webinar. It is not a Zoom call. This is a live streaming conference. It will be on April the 12th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. We're going to catch all the time zones across America. The website that you can go to to learn more about it is pep talk, P -E -P -talk 2022com You can read all about the event, see all of the things. <clears throat> the um, open registration is free. If you want to just come on and listen to the speakers, if you want more than that, you need to sign up for the all access rockstar pass that will get you the speakers. It will get you recordings of the sessions. It will give you special one-on-one -on -one and swag bag from all of the speakers. Um, you know, Robin, there, there's, there, there's a number of things that we can talk about this and I appreciate your big tip and I agree with you. Breathing as a person with COPD, I can tell you, there is nothing more important than breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and that sounds silly, but we know what we're saying, right? It's, it's above and beyond to stay alive. Your breath is ever, you can be anyone you want to be if you learn to breathe in a way that, that supports you. I, it's unbelievable when you really get into it a little bit. Um, but like I said, even 30 seconds a day, just train your brain and body how to do it in a way that serves you, and you will be amazed at, at the results. So how do people get in touch with Robin Sachs and learn more and, and you know, hey, get less stress in speaking? <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Uh, I, my, so my website is robinjsachs.com, or if you just Google Robin Sachs, you'll see 
you'll be able to find me. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn pretty much daily. So feel free connect. I share things daily, uh, tips, tools. I share videos on exactly how to do little tiny things or, uh, you know, to, to make you feel more confident and less stressed whenever you're communicating. Uh, I do talk a lot about both in-person and virtual because there's not as much of a difference as I think a lot of people say that there is or pretend there is. There's not. Probably 80 plus percent of virtual and in-person communication is exactly the same. With virtual, there are a couple of nuances that if you get these things down, because most people don't do them, you will take your presence and your engagement up several levels. Um, easy things, little shifts have a big impact, but if you don't know about them, it's hard to do that. So uh, LinkedIn is a great place to get me. My website uh, talks, again, a lot of free articles, free videos. You can learn, 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 learn how to apply. And if you're ever looking for someone um, as a coach or someone to, to help you with something, if you've got something big coming up, a big presentation, um, I do that too. So feel free, reach out and we can talk. So at the end of everyone, my podcast with a new speaker, I have a couple of questions, Robin. Yes, sir. Where were you born? I was born in Bowling Green, Ohio. Um, I've lived in Cleveland for a great portion of my life, but I was originally born in Bowling Green. And the second question is, what is on your personal bucket list for this year? Not professional, not your, not, you know, your personal bucket list. Ooh, all right. So the first thing that popped to mind, because I have a couple of things, um, I already started, which was uh, to set up an Etsy shop, because one of the things that I've realized that I don't have as part of my, uh, my I don't call it repertoire, um, as somebody who loves to motivate and inspire and remind people about how they can do things and how they're overthinking things, uh, I've bought off of Etsy a handful of just printables, like PDFs that have cool sayings on it that are just... Oh, goodness, we lost her again. Oh, my gosh. Yo, hey, folks, <laughs> it's podcasting at its best. Uh, sometimes you can just never do know. Um, and we thank Robin for being on the show today. There's a reason that, folks, that I asked these two questions at the end of our show. And uh, I'm sorry that Robin has uh, dropped off again for us here. But, you know, the journey that we're on is going to be different. We all started in a different place, and that's not the important thing. The important thing is, is that we continue to look at where we're going. And it, it's, you know, the reason I asked that question of Robin was, where did she, where was she born? That's the starting place. The question now is, what's on the bucket list for where she wants to go this year? And as she was saying, it was, you know, to to get this new project started, to get this new thing going. And you're on a journey. What you do on that journey is your business. Changes come, changes go. Some you apply, some you don't. What we say here on the show on Beyond Clean with Ace is make sure that whatever changes that you can, make sure that they're healthy, positive, and proactive because remember, you're on a journey. Just keep it healthy, positive, and proactive. Robin, I don't know if you got back on, but we thank you for being on the show. Thanks for the invite, Dave, and you wrapped it up beautifully. I couldn't have said it better myself.
Thank you. And hey, you know what? I tell every speaker, Robin, you're more than welcome to come back again anytime. Uh, hopefully this isn't the one and only time. Thank you so much again, Dave. And again, feel free to reach out anybody if I could ever be of help.